because we have connected, we only have limited time, so we need to be very um, strict with regards to time. Let's pray together. Let's just pray and thank the Lord. Father, we thank you uh, for today. We thank you for this time again that we could meet and uh, share your word with your people. We know that the Bible says darkness shall descend upon the earth, but when the darkness descends, there's light that you, you have made an investment by way of the church, that when uh, darkness descends and it fills the earth, your investment, the body of Christ, the light in us will begin to arise to overcome the darkness that's in the earth. So, Father, we thank you today that even as we minister your word to your people, we thank you for the anointing, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, amen. On this beautiful Sunday, in the name of Jesus, uh, we greet all the family, uh, the care family. We also this morning want to welcome Bonke Abbas Varashele, our guests. Uh, from We have about six guests joining us today. Uh, we would like to welcome Uzimkita. Uh, morning, Zimkita, uh, from uh, the Western Cape. We also would like to welcome Uzinte Memzinte Ramashala from Gauteng. We also would like to welcome Usisanda. Uh, from Dubai. Uh, she's joining us all the way from Dubai. We, th we, we thank you for that. And uh, she's connected. We want to welcome also Usisulungi uh, and Uspe and Utembi. All those are joining us. They are our uh, guests today. And we thank you for, for joining us. Uh, I want to start by saying I want to encourage Abazalwane not to allow your spirit to be locked down. Amen. We don't allow our spirit to be locked down. I want us, all of us, to, to be, to pray as tandas, as kubekes funde izwi, and allow the word of God to be strong in your, in your thought life during this time like we shared before. becomes the content of your thought process. So Uma Izwi, this is why he, he told him to meditate, marinate in the word of God because Uma Kunezwi, Elkona, whatever the enemy is trying to infiltrate in my mind, Izwi, which has been invested in my mind, uh, arises. Amen. So we, we thank you, Bazalwan. On Friday, let me just share this with you. On Friday, Sishangane as a family, uh, we were watching the Passion of the Christ. I don't know, maybe for the fifth time we did that together as a family, watching the Passion of the Christ. And uh, I'm still trying to convince Umamuji to watch the, a particular scene there, which is the weeping of Jesus at the post. There is a very powerful scene. If we have watched the Passion, you will remember that particular scene. And uh, having watched that, Bazalwani, I am still convinced, Uguti, we will never ever be able to grasp and comprehend the pain for us. 
Obusungu Ujesu that he experienced, that he suffered that day, I don't think we will ever be able to capture that. The Hollywood, they tried the best they can. Uh, Mel Gibson was behind that movie, tried to the best of his ability to capture what he thought were the most important uh, things which happened. But even in his excellence, he, f he still failed to capture really what happened uh, on that particular day. Uh, I want you to know what, what Jesus suffered, Barcelona, for us. The Son of God was killed. The Son of God was murdered on that cross for our sin. It, in other words, of having your son suffer and be killed just because you love those other people. You allow your son to experience such traumatic and brutal torture just because you love them. So that is what uh, the passion was about. So I am saying that to, to lay a foundation because this morning I want to share with you the next dimension of Christianity. There is a Christianity that you and I were raised in. And we have been part of the church, most of us. There are very few amongst those who have connected this morning who have just become Christians. Most of us, we have been Christians from the time that we were small or we were like young people. So there is one level of Christianity that we have been, uh, been part of. What I want to share with you today, Bazoni, is the next dimension, the next level of relationship with God. It is that level of relationship that will bring about uh, a revival in the earth. It's that new dimension of Christianity that will ensure that the Father gets his inheritance in us. Remember, Utu Jesu was an investment. He was a seed that was sown in the earth. And Babunkulunkulu still wants return on investment made. Now, that group of people who are going to give God his inheritance, they belong to a new breed of Christians, the things which I want to share with you today. But I, I, I also want to start here. I want you to know, Jesus, like I have said, according to the book of Isaiah 53, verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement meant for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. And uh, that particular scripture, Bazaloni, it is very clear when you begin to watch that particular scene, it reveals to you, was wounded. Now, a wound, to wound somebody, to wound someone, is to cut open or to pierce. To wound someone uh, is to cut them open. Literally, he had open wounds. Ujesu had open wounds with tissue missing in his body. And that same scripture says to us that he was bruised. 
a bros, which is a noun, basically is, is, is when ikazi form like blood pools under our skin because of burst vessels. Amen. There are blood pools forming. Skin color change. I wanted to watch this, Bazalwani, just for about one minute and 40 seconds. See what Jesus went through. Hallelujah. When you look at that particular sin, Bazalwan, which is very powerful, but like I said to you before, what we have just witnessed there does not even match what Jesus Christ went through. Now, what is important about Isaiah 53, verse 5, is that you and I are at the center there. We are at the center because that scripture says, Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And then it says, by his stripes, we, we are healed. So it is clear that Jesus, in a way, came to save us. Jesus came to save you and I. His love for us is unmatched. His love for you and I is unparalleled. His love for you and I is without any competition. Jesus is the proof that, Jesus, that God the Father loves us to that extent. For God so loved the world to the extent that he gave his only begotten son. So we are at the center of this, right, Bazalwan? We are, we, are, we are at the core. Over and above that, there are about 7,000 promises in God's word. Our promises is that God gives us to say, if you would believe this, this other thing would happen. So there are promises. The word of God is full of promises, things that God promises us. Now, this is what at the heart of the matter, Bazalwan. I said all that to make this point to you. Now, because our soul is not yet fully transformed. Now, by that I mean our spirit is saved. It is instant. When you receive Jesus, your spirit immediately it is saved. 
to the extent that if you were to die, you, were, you would go to heaven. But our soul is in the process of being transformed. That is our emotions, that is our thoughts, that is our will. It is about aligning our soul with the will of God, with the word of God. Then our physical body will be saved when we are transformed in the twinkling of an eye. So the Bible is very clear. Now because of that, because of the fact that our soul is not yet transformed, we think that the entire universe orbits around us, our needs and our demands. Because our, our, our soul is not yet transformed, when we look at Isaiah 53 and every blessing and every promise that is given to us in scripture, we then begin to think that we are the axis around which the earth rotates. We are the most, we are the core, so to speak. Of course we are. This is why the Bible says we are the apple of his eye. But I want you to know, about the Bible, if you don't have a, a, the maturity to handle the love of God and the beauty of the Father as he bestows all these things upon us, as scripture reveals that all these things have been given to us, if your soul is not mature, if you don't walk in covenant with him, the whole Christian experience become a, a self-service journey. The Bible, the word of God, becomes a self-service manual. In other words, I open scripture so that I can pick something out to serve me. Church becomes a place where I go to have my needs met. So I want you to understand, Bazalwane, the a new dimension that God is taking the church to. Because such people who think that everything, they are the, 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 the axis around which the, the, the whole globe rotates. Such people cannot bring him and deliver his inheritance as he wants. So I want you to know that it's not all about us. If we were at church, I would ask you to say this after me. It's not just about us. Even where you are, I want you to say that. It's not just about me. It's not just about my needs. It's not just about what I want to see happen. God takes a great interest in our welfare. God has made provision to ensure that our lives are taken care of, and he has supplied everything that we need to be able to live a life that is aligned with his will for us. But is it possible, Bazalwan, that the Lord wants us to be spiritually aligned, emotionally sound, physically well, materially successful, relationally sound, socially well-adjusted, intellectually strong, because there is a bigger picture. Is it possible that our, our emotional soundness and our, our prosperity and our healing, well, when we get a miracle physically, when we, when we are effective out in society, that is not just a goal of, of, of this thing. There is a bigger picture. God supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory because there is a bigger picture. He wants us to represent him being materially successful, 
being relationally sound, being socially well-adjusted, being intellectually strong, but it's not the end to itself. All those things that we tend to focus on, they are just a means so that when God sends us, when we are ambassadors in the earth on his behalf, we don't have to worry too much about stuff. Let me share with you then what the Lord's inheritance is. There is something called the Lord's inheritance. What is the Lord's inheritance? The Lord's inheritance, saints, family, it is the Lord's reward. It's the Lord's reward. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 17 to verse 18, the Bible says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, it says, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Now listen to this. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? His inheritance in the saints. The Lord will receive his inheritance in two ways. In us and through us. In us and through us. When everything has been said and done, when you and I have been blessed, when you and I have been given the power of the Holy Ghost, when you and I have moved in our giftings, walking in miracles, signs and wonders, and there are breakthroughs left, right and center, all that must work towards one goal. What? That the Lord may receive his inheritance in us and through us. Number one. Nkulunkul wants to receive to himself people who live beyond their prosperity, people who live, who live beyond their needs, people who live past their glory and their success, people totally surrendered to him. Number two, the Lord's inheritance are territories, territories and systems that have been put under the authority of his word. So everything, let me just repeat number two. The Lord's inheritance are territories and systems that have been put under the authority of his name. In other words, when everything has been said and done, we must present, the Lord Jesus must present before the Father. We must present before the Lord Jesus Christ. What? Ourselves totally yielded, totally surrendered to him. Number two, system and territories that we have put under the anointing and by the power of the Holy Ghost. Territories subjugated and subjected by the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, without us living past our needs, Bazalwan, the Lord has no inheritance. Without us living past our needs, the Lord will not receive his inheritance. Jesus re receiving his inheritance depends on us living not just for ourselves. Now, this form of Christianity, Barcelona, is not, is not there. It is very scarce. This form of Christianity almost does not exist today. And this is the new dimension that the Lord is calling you and I into that cast your eyes beyond this. 
I gave my son, Jesus, on the cross for you. But in this covenant, it's, it's, it's both us and the Father. It's not just us getting our needs met, but it's also the Father getting his inheritance, receiving us, giving back his inheritance. It's called an offering of our lives. When we are done on earth, we must be able to give to the Father his inheritance as God's people. Amen. The challenge with the gospel that we are listening to these days, you and I, is that it does not prepare us for, 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 for what I am addressing with you this morning. The evangelion does not prepare us even for martyrdom. You know, martyrs are people who die for their faith because in their mind, as long as the Lord receives his inheritance, if it costs me to die so that the Lord can receive his inheritance, his return on investment, if it costs me my life, then so be it. Evangelion does not prepare us for a Job type experience. Remember Job, what he went through. He, he, he succumbed to certain circumstances, but there was a bigger plan behind the scenes, which he even did not know because God the Father wanted to show Satan that he can invest himself into a human being. And a human being has the capacity to believe and to walk in faith, irrespective of the pressures of life, irrespective of the circumstances, irrespective of whatever turmoil we are taken through. The Lord wanted to prove to the enemy that yes, I can invest myself and they can obey me. See, there was a bigger plan. There was a bigger picture beyond what he was going through. But the, the gospel that we experience today, it makes us build a capsule around ourselves, such a capsule that does not allow discomfort to come through. It does not allow at the slightest provocation, slightest discomfort, we, we, we give up. We call it quits. We leave this thing. But I want you to know, Bazarin, that God is calling us to the holy of holies of Christianity. The holy of holies of Christianity. This is a higher dimension of Christianity that is not known in the earth today. It goes beyond self-maintenance. It goes beyond living for ourselves. You live past yourself and living to meet his need. Whatever it costs, it does not mean that you totally ignore yourself. It does not mean that you, you just forget about, the Bible says love yourself as you love your, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. So it does not mean a total disregard. What it means, it is that you come to a realization, family, that it's not just about me. You come to an understanding in your walk with God, that it's not just about me. This is a realm, Bazalwane, where true worshipers exist. It is a holy realm. It is the dimension. It is this dimension where all manner of crowns are cast before him. 
In this dimension, all manner of crowns, whatever achievement you have, it does not matter anymore. It is this dimension where true sons and true daughters are revealed. It is this dimension, Barcelona, where the Lord finds his inheritance. It is amongst the people who live in this realm that the Lord finds his inheritance. Now, this dimension is the dimension that Daniel, he lived in this realm. Oh, Daniel. Remember in Daniel chapter 3, the Bible says, Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Then he says, but if not, you see, it's not even about him. In, in that statement, if, but if not, he is putting into the equation a possibility that God might want to use this for a bigger picture for his own glory. So he says, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which we have set up. Amen. Amen. It is this dimension. Remember Stephen in the book of Acts. You would ask a question, why didn't the angels come to rescue him? Why didn't all these people who went through so much trouble and so much pain in the New Testament, why didn't God send angels to come and rest? Because they lived in a realm where it didn't matter anymore whether God comes to rescue them or not. Amen. In the, in the book of Acts, chapter 7, the Bible says, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him, gnashed at Stephen, but he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heavens and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. Amen. Bazwan, this is the holy of holies of Christianity. It is the apex of our relationship with him. This is where the Lord finds his inheritance. It's the, it's, it's, it's the acme. There's a word zenith of our relationship with him. It's, 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 it's the top of the range place where God is calling his church to come. It's the realm of Abraham when he gave his son I, I want, I'm not going to read that scripture because of time, but it's the realm that Abraham moved in when he gave his son, his only son on the altar. This is the holy of holies of Christianity. It is a place of true worship. It, this, it, 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 is, it is this dimension, Basil, where God, when he wants to find his inheritance, he goes and looks for the people who live in that realm. And he begins to take for himself the treasures that belong to him. They don't belong anywhere else because God does not like anything cheap. In this realm, Bazalwan, in this realm I'm talking about, you dig your own spiritual well through prayer and fasting. You, you, you cannot survive only on a Sunday service, on the word you received on Sunday. In this realm, you realize that you, there is an enemy. You realize that God has put you in the earth for a, a reason. You realize that he, he wants something out of your life. There is an inheritance which is in you. 
that I must deliver back to him in the name of Jesus. It is this realm, family, that the 12 apostles of Jesus Christ operated in. They lived beyond themselves. After having experienced breakthroughs, like you and I want breakthroughs, after having been blessed in one way or the other, after having experienced miracles, signs, and wonders in certain parts of their lives, they realized that they had to leave, that Christianity is beyond that. Christianity at the end will must prepare you for such a time as when the Lord says, now I want you to come to me, they will come and they will cut your head off and you must be able to surrender. That's the level of Christianity that the Lord is preparing us for. Now the 12 disciples who remember their, 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 their story, Andrew, there were 12 of them, Andrew was crucified. I don't know how many of you know that Bartholomew was beaten, then crucified. Oh, James, son of Alphaeus, was stoned to death. These are people who walked with Christ. That he would think all of heaven will be released. All the angels will be sent to the earth to protect them. But no, they lived beyond their needs, their, their selves. James, son of Zebedee, was beheaded. John exiled for his faith and he died of old age. Oh, John is the only disciple who remained with Jesus Christ at the cross when everybody else had left. Judas, not Iscariot, was stoned to death. Matthew speared to death. Peter crucified upside down. Philip crucified. Simon crucified. Thomas speared to death. Matthias stoned to death. That is what the Lord is calling us into. It does not mean that the, the people who are listening, listening to me today are going to uh, die that way. All it means is that our concept, our understanding of Christianity must change. We must begin to understand that the Lord is calling us to a, another dimension of relationship, another dimension of, 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 of covenant, whereby we live to also get his need met. It's not only about us. It's not only about us. It's a covenant. There are things we receive from the Father. But there are things that we must also deliver from the Father. Abazalwani must understand that we are living in the day and age where wickedness and evil is going to abound. And the Lord wants a harvest of souls around the earth that will cost us certain things. Our comfort, you may have to wake up earlier than you normally do and begin to invest yourself in prayer. You may have to invest yourself in fasting. Why? Because I realize that my life is not just about me. My life of walking with God is not about just him meeting my needs, but there is something I must give back. He needs return on investment. Jesus was sown as seed in the earth, but there must be fruit that the church must begin to yield and present back to the Father because he is our creator, because we were brought into the earth for him. For him we live, for him we were created, for him we were born. It is for his sake 
that we were brought here. I was placed in my mother's womb for his glory. I, I live for his pleasure. I live for his honor. I live for his glory. And my relationship with him, my Christianity, my spiritual life must reflect that I live beyond myself. This is the new dimension of relationship. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that you give us the grace to walk with you. You lift us out of a state where we are juvenile, of, of being toddlers in the spirit, of being spiritual babes. But, Father God, you are lifting us up into a place of maturity in the spirit, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for your people. I pray for care family. I pray for our friends who joined us today. Release in us, Father God, a grace to walk with you, to belong to this new breed of people, this new caliber of saints that you are raising in the earth, people who are going to walk with you and live past themselves in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, family.